Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. This week, I was speaking with solicitor Melissa Rutherford and we were talking about relationship and connection and how important this is to all of us. Real themes about trust, about honesty, about compassion. And what really came through in this conversation was almost like that hope for the future. How can we do it better? Can we have a country, a Scotland, where less people are traumatised by their lives? What kind of future would that create for us all? So I think it's like, you know, I got to bring up one of my favourite phrases that I say all the time about people by people and that we need, I need people to identify with, with me as Anne, not just whatever label I happen to be holding that day. And so conversely, I always try to connect with people who've, who they are as opposed to what job they've got or what label they're carrying or what history they have perhaps as well. A really interesting conversation, one I hope that you enjoy. Melissa, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you, it's great to be here, Anne. Yeah, tell us a bit about you. Well, my day job is I'm a lawyer. I'm a director and solicitor at Rutherford Shed and Solicitors in Glasgow City Centre. And um, we're a law firm that helps people when they need advice on criminal defence, family and children's referral and also immigration and asylum. So we're a very people-based firm. Perfect. So tell me, Melissa, what do you know for sure? I guess the thing that I would say, I know for sure, um, it's a very difficult question and I've been thinking about it quite a lot and then it just came to me this morning, the thing, without forcing it, the thing that I know for sure is that relationships and connections mean more to anyone than anything in the planet. Uh-huh. relationships and connections I think so important and it's interesting that's how this podcast began because I was missing oh, in pandemic and lockdown I was missing all those wee interactions I would have with just women generally and my day going about the world and doing the work I do and so that's why I created it so I could create interactions for myself by doing this podcast Absolutely. so tell me how did you get to know that? When I was first invited onto the podcast, and I had the intention of talking solely about trauma and trauma-informed justice, um, which is really close to my heart. But stripping that back, and the thing that's true to me, and I think everything that I do in my life professionally and personally, is to do with relationships, people and connection. So really that is the basis of, of everything that's so important to me. And when you break down everything that you do, or everything that I do, by choice, my paid employment and um, my volunteering is all because I want to um, be connected and, and have relationships with people and hope that they gain from that as well. Yeah, and how has that sort of affected your life, that need for connection to build relationships? How do you think that Subconsciously, yeah, subconsciously I think I'm one of these people that would be described as a people person. That doesn't really mean anything though, does it? So <laughs> I guess when you when you look you look at the... the the background behind that, um, I've always been there for my friends. When I started employment, for example, I wanted to do something to help people. Um, and as my confidence and my career and my experience has grown, um, it's meant that I've been in a very fortunate position to offer my time and my skills and my experience to help um, other people and connect. And that's always been in relationships with people on a one-to-one level. 
as a solicitor, you're dealing with people, uh, often in a very vulnerable position and often have had a very hard time throughout their life, have suffered trauma or something bad happened to them. So the relationship they have with their solicitor is one built on trust and honesty and transparency. I feel like I always take that a bit further and make sure that they know that I'm treating them like a person as well, not just like a client. Starting the Trauma Aware Law in 2020, it's made me look internally and look at my practices as a lawyer and reflect on them. And it has always been about connecting with people. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. Uh huh. And then, you know, I've, I've said this, I'm sure, countless times on the podcast, but as a fundraiser within the, the career that I've had for 25 years now, I have always said people buy people and that people are always going to buy me before they buy what I'm trying to talk them into and be doing from organisation. And so that's really about that connection, isn't it? Me recognising that I can't just sell you my organisation. You have to understand who I am. And actually, as a good fundraiser, we need to understand who the person as the potential donor and what would motivate them to to give us it so I think that motivate them to become involved in the organisation so I think like that trust that honesty that transparency that's an interesting one isn't it when we come to talking about well it's been relevant in charity obviously and, and it's always going well in my case so I'm very pleased about that but within law within your chosen career obviously as you know my sister's been a lawyer for a long time my daughter's training to be a lawyer I've got loads of respect for lawyers but there is a bit of a you know not a good impression by some people about lawyers so to listen to a lawyer talking about relationships connections trust honesty transparency you know that is turning that on its head that perception that some people might have isn't it Absolutely. I think the traditional view that people have of lawyers is that they're um, stuffy, they're there to bend the truth, to perhaps put um, you know, guilty people's position forward as innocent to the court and they're untrustworthy. But that's not why I came into the law and it's certainly not the way that me or, or my firm like to portray ourselves. We are very clear that we are a client-focused firm and that's driven by myself and my business partner because we want to be there for people. Trauma Aware Law was co-founded by myself, Ian Smith, psychotherapist Christy Giles, James Doherty from VRU, amongst others. And that really was to try and make, well, I'm going to say the world, but let's start with Scotland, aware that the people that go through the criminal justice system that we as lawyers see on a daily basis are impacted by trauma, but also that they're people and that relationships heal people mm-hmm. so that we should be kinder we should understand and you know it, it could be you it could be your parent your child yeah. it's not just an us and them it's, it's everyone and I think as a lawyer we've got a, a duty to make sure that, that people aren't scared of us yeah that barriers can be broken down and we're seen as helping rather than someone up in an ivory tower not not really helping not getting involved in the person but law is, law can be very personable if you let your barriers down there is and there's something like i would always have compassion for anybody in prison because i think it must be the most god-awful place to be and as that's the best you know the best way to treat our people you know when you, you look at sort of a things from older cultures or cultures that are very far away from us when somebody does something wrong they sort of bring them and they tell them all the good things they've ever done and then they say yeah. so can you see that you're part of us and therefore you can't do the wrong thing and I think well god that's compassion I have to say a lot of my my life and how I live and how I think is about if I can have compassion for you 
I also recognise that I could be in your shoes. I could do the wrong thing and end up in jail. So I can't judge you because we've, we've all got the potential, I think, to do awful yeah. things or to do just make mistakes and end up in jail. But also that makes my journey, my inner journey, nicer because I've got compassion for people. But I think also, you know, talking recently in the news, there's a lot about prisons. I know that there's a new prison being built and things. And I was a wee bit like, it's shameful that we spend so much money as a country on prisons and not on, you know, making helping people be better. And I think this actually starts yeah. a way down. It was interesting. Last week on Radio Scotland, they were doing a phone-in, which they phoned and asked me to be a part of, which I couldn't because I was going to a meeting. And it was about criminalising bullying. And I was like, well, obviously, we all hate a bully. Nobody likes a bully. But they were talking within that, that sort of a teenage school setting. And I was appalled at the very suggestion we should be talking about criminalising children. Because I would always say a happy Wayne is not a bully. And therefore, let's go and see what's going on with that family. Have you heard this narrative recently? It was on the front page of one of the newspapers recently about criminalising children who bully. Now, I know if you've had a child or if you've been bullied, that is absolutely traumatic. But I still yep. don't want Wayne's going to jail. Absolutely. <laughs> What's your thoughts so on that the, one? The first thing we have to look at is children behave in certain ways because of what is happening or not happening to them at home or in their surroundings. So for a child to be bullying someone, there's something going on in their life. So the first step for them is to find out what's happening. Um, recently, the age has been the age of criminal responsibility has been raised to twelve in Scotland, but that's not far enough. We don't want children being criminalised, their lives being ruined, having criminal convictions, being in and out of secure units, and then graduating to prisons. We don't want that as a society or a community. We should be healing people so that they're coming through as a best version of themselves, and that makes society better and safer for all of us. Not only the expense, but actually the day to day safety for ourselves, our children, our families. So if a child is acting out and behaving in a certain way, the first thing we do as a society is label them as bad. Mm-hmm. So they're saying to themselves, I'm bad, I've been told I'm bad. So that means I now have to act as bad. Exactly. Um, it's self-serving. So what we want to do is, is have compassion, have love, and look in, find out what's happening with that child, with that family, give them support, give them signposting, give them trauma counselling help solve the issues that are at home or in their community, for example. And we wouldn't have bullying. Exactly. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have any for, for prisons, really, yeah. or they'd be very empty. I know, and I feel as if when we talk about things like, and I'm not an expert at all, so I'm just giving my thoughts on it, on trauma and, you know, on ACEs and on all this adverse stuff that happens in people's lives. And I feel as if, as a society, have you ever heard the, the story about the guy who people keep falling in the river and the guy keeps having to go in in this made-up village and pulling them out the river. And then one day he disappears and everybody thinks he's left. He's actually gone upstream to see why they keep falling in the river. He's fixed the bridge. So now he comes back down and nobody's falling in the river anymore. And I think there's something about that, isn't it? We seem to be doing it. For one day, I bought better phrase, Melissa, arse to elbow. We're not doing it the right way around, aren't we not? Building more prisons, building better prisons, making decisions on how we should house prisoners. We're looking at the wrong place. We need to go up river, don't we? Absolutely. I mean, if there's a child in a secure unit, a child um, facing the criminal justice system at 16, that's our problem. That's not a child's problem. Yep. That's our problem as a community. We failed. 
we failed them. Mm-hmm. We failed a lot of people that appear at all in the criminal justice system, often in the um, children and family courts as well. As a society, we are responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't just let people try and get out of ruts that they don't know how to get out of, trying to learn things that they've never been taught. Yeah, You know, we're all responsible and it starts in a joined up approach with health, with education, with criminal justice, with everyone. And I think, you know, it does sort of bring a real full circle back round to that relationship and connection because I believe that if we can have those connections if we have those important relationships, those trusted relationships in our life, we are less likely to do something that is going to upset the society, upset good practice, upset just living as a good citizen. If we've got important yeah. relationships that we don't want to jeopardise, if we've got connection, if people can see us as human beings. Absolutely. So the science says that if something happens that it comes under one of these adverse childhood experiences and you have a trusted adult to speak to about that you're not going to be impacted by this because you've got someone to speak to that's all about connection trust relationships Mm -hmm. and that's all we need we start there you know we can solve a lot of the problems before they become problems yeah it's it's very simple and you spoke about ian and james earlier they both were on ignite the radio show on synergy so if anybody does want to listen to them because that's again very trauma aware practice uh they are on my mixed cloud search and hughes ignite but what i thought was interesting and i was on the radio chatting about this recently about prince harry and I read the list, Adverse Childhood Experiences, and I went on the radio and said, what we're seeing is a trauma response to his life. I'm not an expert, but I've looked at the list and I think he's probably got five, yeah. right? So yeah. what were witnesses is a trauma res- response? And I was like, and before all your callers start making this about the fact his mum died young. My mum died when I was young, when I was 13. But... I would say I have trauma, but I am not traumatised because I've been loved every single day of my life. And there's the difference, isn't it? And so if yeah. we have got our children living in environments where they don't have connection, they don't have trust, they don't have somebody looking after them, this is why we end up with full prisons. We actually need to right, go back, go right back to the maternity units and get it right Absolutely. for these children, don't we? Yeah, well, we need to be when uh, mum gets pregnant. It starts there. Yeah. You know, they need the skills to be able to get through their pregnancy safely, to be able to love and nurture and have connection with their newborn and attach mm-hmm. and make sure that their baby is attached to them and bring them up in a, in a way that perhaps they've maybe missed out on. I mean, someone doesn't know what they don't know. So yeah. you have to teach them, you have to tell them, you have to give them the opportunity to learn that and experience that. So we should be saying, you know, to people that are pregnant, Let's talk about attachment, let's talk about love, let's talk about connection, let's talk about what supports you need to give your child the best start. And we're not doing that. No. And we need to be. Yeah. And you even, you look at how many kids are living in poverty, or visit their families are visiting food banks and what have you. They are like, the, the, the state is actually putting the ACs on them straight for the get-go in some life, aren't they? Uh, not even safe houses, houses riddled with damp and things like that, you know? With that that case recently of a wee toddler down in England somewhere, I think it was London, oh, yeah. dying because of the dampness. And so there is a responsibility for us all, I think, to seek better, isn't there, from those that govern yeah. us? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, definitely, because they're not helping us. And without a public outcry, they're not going to listen. It needs to be priority. It's a public health 
incident now and mm. people need to take note and, and do something. So I know you've still got a long time left in your career. Do you feel excited about the fact that for the rest of another, what, probably 30 years of being a lawyer, that you're going to be one of the lawyers that is talking about connection, that's talking about relationship, that's talking about honesty and compassion. Are you excited for what that could mean for the future of legal practice in Scotland? Absolutely. As a group, we've been speaking to all of the law schools in Scotland since 2020. So all of the law students, all of the postgraduate diploma students, a lot of the trainee solicitors, as well as staff. And so we're we're starting from the bottom up and the people that are coming through know about trauma, know about the impact of trauma, are interested in it and want to take it seriously. So we've got a a massive cohort of compassionate junior lawyers that are coming through the profession and they're the ones that are the future lawmakers, decision makers, judges, and they're the lawyers of the future. And I, I'd be delighted if I could hand over our country to these people and then making a massive difference, because that's what we need. We need everyone to listen. But if the new ones coming through start their practice knowing about trauma and everything that they do impacts that, the decisions that they take, then we're, we're going to be all right, hopefully. Here's hoping, here's hoping. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, Melissa. Thanks, Anna. It was great to be here. Thank you. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.